Hey, good morning and welcome to Mrs. Cardiology. And we're not going to give you a really big promo for her today, except that we've got a new byline for her. She is the proverbial health information education fire starter and putter outer. In other words, let's talk some scientific evidence. Let's talk being smart about things like food scares. And uh, let's talk about getting the information. And this is something that Mrs. Cardiology always says, you have to be not just an informed patient but an informed consumer. So here she is today, and she's going to talk to you about Nutella and Mars bars and palm oil and whatchamacallits and other food scares. Mrs. Cardiology herself, Sunita Pandit. Well, thank you very much, Joanne Queen-Smith. You always make me feel like a million bucks. And with a million bucks worth of information. Well, it all stems from the fact that we both have been very meticulous about eating and worrying about health, and we're finding out information that we feel the rest of the world should be knowledgeable about. And one interesting thing that I'm going to start this whole episode with is that my husband is a cardiologist. That's why I'm Mrs. Cardiology, and he's Mr. Cardiology for me. Um, one thing he always advises everyone, and he's been telling me this for years, everything in moderation. Do you agree with that, Joanne? Absolutely. I told you that I, I, I had a, a golden former Golden Bucks champion who was also an entertainment agent, agent Don DeCarlo, years ago. When he would talk about 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 food, he would say he would say mish mash food swish whatever. He said. You know, everything in moderation. You live to be 92 just like me. As he sported the denoboli, which he chewed out of the corner of his mouth. He lived to be 98 years old. And the other thing that I've learned from a friend of ours that we've interviewed on this program before, Cynthia Gardner-O'Neill, teaches uh, a program called Heartmonics. She taught me that when you pray before you eat, if you pray to not only how your food blessed and thank the Lord for all your uh, good things in life, but you also must communicate with the cells in your body and remind your body that we are so happy to receive this food we are about to partake in. Because the more happy you are when you eat, the better you actually absorb nutrition, metabolize the nutrition, and you actually get rid of stuff that your body doesn't need very, very efficiently. The more stressed you are, your body can't figure out what to do with what you're putting in your mouth, even if it may be the best organic food in the world. So mindset, mindset, mindset. Mindset, information and mindset. Yes. And attitude about Absolutely. about what you put in your body. There, There's something to be said for that mind-body connection. So, Sunita, when I started researching this for you, it goes back to I, I started out and in, in, in going and in digging back and digging back and trying to find the original post that my uh, daughter-in-law, Angel, put on Facebook, and everybody was so caught up about it. And, you know, I searched all over Facebook, and I now cannot find that that uh, that, that post that says that uh, the United Kingdom banned Nutella. I mean, I don't – maybe they did, but – or maybe big business is buried it. I'm not too sure, but I can't find that post again. So that was interesting. Now, uh, but when I was t- doing this, I, was there, I found out that this all kind of started – Back in 2016, when the United Kingdom recalled Mars chocolate bars. Yeah. 
And, and anybody knows that Mars are, are, are produced here in the United States also. They're, they're distributed in the United States. And they also, it, they, uh, they did Mars Fun Size and Milky Way Fun Size. And, and uh, I don't even remember. We've got a whole bunch of information here. But the big thing was uh, they put out a press release recalling these bars as a precautionary measure because they may have been affected by something in them, okay? Mm-hmm. So now, now, ever since then, everything related to it, it kind of traces back to that. But I will tell you one thing. I have a brother, <laughs> and I remember, remember uh, he met me in Philadelphia when I was up there with a friend of mine for a visit, and he walked in, and uh, my other girl said, oh, my goodness, that guy has an ounce. He was in bike shorts, the bike outfit, like they advertise on the TV with the girls mm-hmm. embarrassed about Walked into a prominent restaurant, and I asked them if he could come in. He said, we don't care as long as he has a credit card. It's good. And so they came in, and uh, she said, oh, my goodness, he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. Well, my brother and my other brother teased him all the time that one day he's going he's gonna to fall off a bad diet of nothing. He's one of the healthiest eaters, one of the healthiest exercisers, everything that I know. And he lived on Mars bars. With Mars bars and Hollywood bars and Milky Ways, and I think there was one called a Polar Bar, another one called a Zero Bar, and they were a quarter of a pound, a four-ounce bar of candy. And my brother lived on those through grade school and high school. And he is, see, I'm 67, so he's 63 years old and looking fit and traveling all the world as, around the world as one of the vice presidents in charge of Google Food Services. So, yeah, just a little side there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, I mean... It's a, the the whole topic of it's going to give you cancer, it's going to give you this, it's going to give you that. When when do you really see that happening is when you go overboard in consuming it. And so if you're not sure if a product has a, has a cancer-causing agent in it, don't eat it. And if you are going to eat it, pray before you eat. Tell yourselves to be happy. And three, if you have to eat it because that's the only thing available, well, don't repeat the eating every day. Once in a while, your body can manage a lot of stuff. And getting back to this Nutella scare, I mean, you you mentioned to me that there was something at the Mars bar last was that last year or two years ago? It was late in 2016. And October, I think, or May, no, yeah, May of 2016. The whole, the whole situation to me historically got into big trouble as we started getting more and more industrialized in our production of food without any care for, on the back end, what are we producing and is it good for our body? And now we're going backtracing and saying, wait a minute, we're seeing some historical data show up and what is it that we're eating that's causing all these problems? And we're also studying what is it that we're eating and that's allowing people to age graciously. And you have to go back to your basics. If there's something your grandma always told you this works for this, go research it. You'll figure out, find out that now they're researching and going back and saying, yeah, grandma was right, great-grandma was right. And you, you need to pay attention to that stuff. I mean, as Joanne has told you before, she and I, neither of us are physicians. We're not in the medical industry. But we're curious because we put food in our mouth every day, and we want to make sure that what we are consuming is good for us. And if it's it, not, if it's really bad for us, then we've got to be careful about whether we're going to eat it at all and if we are going to eat it in a very controlled low amount. Now, in 2015, there was the bowel cancer scare with bacon. 
Oh, yes, I remember that. And and then here, here. And then what happens right after that? Denny's comes out with the bacon festival. Mm-hmm. They even had they had bacon on waffles. They even had a bacon ice cream sundae. Yeah, I remember that. For uh, God's that, sake. That grossed me out. Yeah, but me there too. are people that really love that flavor, that, that whole aroma of bacon. And you know that I, now I buy myself nitrate-free uncured bacon. Mm-hmm. And I eat it a couple times a month. You know, I'm not crazy about pork because pork isn't inflammatory. So I kind of limit my consumption of it, but I do like the taste, and every once in a while I eat it. That's the whole point, getting back to once in a while in moderation. Don't eat it every day. Every 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 diet you ever look at every that you need to consider for weight loss or for health reasons or whatnot, if you can stick to it 100%, well, my God, you're not a human being because all of us have our faults, all of us have our weaknesses, Right. And if you feel like reaching to get something, then eat a bite of it. You don't have to eat the whole thing. If there's a table of four, eat, order one dessert and share. We were at a restaurant last night, and I've seen how my body's become very sensitive to all these additives. I cannot handle anything with any unnatural sugars in it, meaning the only sugar my body can tolerate at this point is sugar cane sugar. So I read all labels before I put anything in my mouth. And literally, if I put something with stevia in my mouth, my just tasting it and I know I can't eat it, I have to throw it out like a little kid. Otherwise, I will get sick. I get a very upset stomach. And I can't. I, I just feel miserable all day long. And what's happened is that I've changed my diet and now I can't go back to any any of that stuff that I was able to eat before because my body has changed. Yeah, and when you Your talk about this, Nutella scare, the big thing about... About palm oil is it's used in many things, including lipstick, to make them spread better, yeah. as in peanut butter, et cetera. Now, you'll find a lot of natural peanut butter that doesn't have palm oil in it, and guess what? It's really hard to spread, especially to keep it in the refrigerator. Um, it's so hard it's to it, that it, oil that goes up on top. Yes, it's a convenience thing. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this particular product before on this show. Um, but when you're talking, look, look at these food scares. Figure out where your information is coming from. There is a huge site called Conflict Palm Oil, and it's all about how the production, because palm oil has become so popular, that the production is eradicating rainforests and threatening the orangutan with its extinction. So, And there's, there's other sites called... Um, Echo Apocalypse and things like that that you go on, and that's where you're going to get a lot of information also. So, so now these are people that put information out there, and it's a totally different issue, which is the rainforest. I get that, um, and we need the rainforest and, and our, for our ecosystem. So I get that, but again, pay attention to your sources. Um, and um, the big thing about palm oil is it requires little or no hydrogenation. And so that lengthens the shelf life of the product. Because yeah, hydrogenation. Hydrogenation is another issue that came about because they were trying to get um, liquid oils to become solids. Better for you know transportation, obviously. That's what Crisco is. It's hydrogenated vegetable oil. And what it means is that it's in, they're infusing a liquid oil with hydrogen. Does anybody even buy Crisco anymore? 
Oh, God. I don't know, but I'm telling you, there is <coughs> food labeling that we have to become food label Nazis about and find out exactly what somebody means when they say it's vegetable oil. Which vegetable oil are you talking about? There's a whole bunch of different vegetable oils there that don't necessarily get metabolized by our bodies. So, got to be careful in, in sourcing these things. Now, there was in the 90s, 1980s, first of all, in the early 80s, palm oil was touted, and 90s, palm oil was touted, touted, uh, was touted as something that could help um, uh, with um, uh, um, keeping the cholesterol out of your body and, um, and, 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 and avoiding the use of statins and things like that. But then in 1985, when it garnered a 2% share of the American market, which was then dominated by soybean oil and over 70-70%, the soybean industry got nervous. <laughs> you got to think about it. You have to look at all these things. And um, and now all of a sudden they're talking about the palm oil, uh, you know, uh, it was likened to a, a lit bomb that could kill Americans and all this crazy stuff happened. And But no, their FDA criticized this negative advertising campaign. And Dr. Edward Scarbo, he recently added the, uh, uh, headed up the FDA's uh, Center for Food and Nutrition Safety, said it's unlikely um, to uh, lead to any meaningful reduction in the incidence of coronary disease. Started saying that in 1991. But they began to take enforcement action on food labeling so people knew that palm oil was in the product. Okay, but no government agency has officially come out and said that this is a high risk for people's health mm-hmm. that we can find. Now, there are studies. There are some scientific studies out there, right? Mm-hmm. But no one's come out and saying that. No, they haven't because for them to come out with something like that, there has to be backing of data and huge clinical trials. And there has to be science behind it. Yes. Yes, and you, and science means that you have to have um, a clinical trial involves thousands of people, not just a few or fifty or a hundred. And I mean, it, it's a very costly thing to do. Um, you have to follow people and what they're eating and how much they're eating and how often they're eating it and what format is it. How hot do you get the oil when you're eating it? And food is something that is really, really, really hard to test in people's bodies because there's such a variety of reactions. To and the big danger is still trans fat. I'm sorry. There's no doubt that. about it. You know, it's still trans fat. But I have to go back to, and we talked about this today. Um, first of all, palm oil is not particularly a sustainable product because it can deteriorate the, 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 the uh, rainforest. That's number one, mm-hmm. the thing that we should be thinking about. But the second thing is, um, your mom was cooking... She's 84th time. It was a couple of years ago, and we were doing a cooking video, and she said, I used to use olive oil, but I don't use, I use canola now. And uh, she said, I use olive oil at the end because I was told that olive oil at high temperatures gets rancid and can cause cancer. Yep. This is an 84-year-old woman at the time. She's 86 now. Indian lady, no college degree, Telling you, oil, if you heat it too much, can be carcinogenic. 
it's, so it's, you have it's, to be aware of the process you're using it with, the product you're using, where's your information coming from. And there was a scare about olive oil, remember that? Oh, yeah. That the mafia in Italy had gotten involved and they were mixing all sorts of stuff with olive oil. So there was a whole list that came out that said that these olive oils are clean, these are questionable. And, you know, how many lists are we going to start carrying around with us to say what's safe and what's not safe? It's becoming a little bit of a career path in itself for mothers and people that are responsible for nourishing their families. Now, if you go to page 11 of our notes, Sunita, you can find out what the European Food Safety Authority says about palm oil. And you might want to, in all full disclosure, tell our listeners that. Potential risk prevention measures. Or you're talking about the European Commission allowing the detailed research? Yes, they did the, re- they did the research. They did research in 2014. And after they carried out a study in 2014 that looked into substances generated during industrial refining and identified it as potentially harmful product. Enrico Brivio, spokesman for Health and Food Safety, said that guidance would be released by the end of that year. Potential risk prevention measures could include regulations to limit the level of the contaminant known as GE in food products. But they're not there's not going to be a ban on the use of palm oil, palm oil. And so then they also have information how toxic glycodol, or GE, the parent compound of GE, they're assuming that it was converted to glycodol after eating or drinking it. Dr. Helen Knutsten, no, Knutsten, I can't say that right, chair of the content panel said there is a sufficient evidence that glycodol Glycodol, glycidol, is genotoxic and carcinogenic. Therefore, contam panel did not set a safe level for GE. So, <laughs> this is going to add more to the confusion. Ferrero has replied to the claims that the palm oil in Nutella could cause cancer by saying it uses an industrial process combining a temperature of just below 200 degrees Celsius and extremely low pressure in order to minimize contaminants. Minimize the contaminants. The company told Reuters that the process takes longer and costs 20% more than high-temperature refining. Yeah, and the tell is not cheap. About no, $6 it's a not. jar. And, and the reason it's not cheap is because they're passing the increased cost of processing on to you. Now, right. here's my point about Nutella. I stopped buying it probably in 2009, even though... You know, uh, at that time we we loved it, but you know, when they put start putting less palm oil in it and less additives in it, it got super super sweet. You need to more worry about the damn sugar in Nutella than the palm oil. And what is Nutella made of? Hazelnuts. Isn't it, is pardon me? Hazelnuts. Hazelnuts, and then they they flavor it with chocolate, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cocoa. Oh, well, let's let's smash some hazelnuts at home and add a little chocolate to it. Hey, that's why that's why we, that's why we have. If you want if you want Nutella, make your own. We have uh, that's why we have Nutribullets. Exactly. There's so much you can be making at home yourself. But yes, it takes time. And if you're a soccer mom, you sit there and wonder when am I going to do it. 
Well, then we get into time management, just like I have a struggle with it. Now, when my mother's after little... me to make all sorts of stuff Indian because all the family likes it, I'm like, you know what, Mom? I have to prioritize. I can't do it all. And so that's what I do is I prioritize. There's a few things that I know how to do really well, and I get it done, and everybody's happy. Then once in a while, on a weekend, I make the time. If somebody was really good and on Nutella, I would have to make it myself and keep it stored. We now, have ghee at home. Here's the other thing. Girl Scout cookies. Over the years, they have less and less palm oil in them, but, you know, are you going to tell those little girls with smiling faces and their runny noses they're not going to buy their Girl Scout cookies? Come on. And well, the other problem also is that they use corn syrup in their cookies. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. But there's other foods that have it. There's Pop-Tarts and Kit-Kat candy bars and some Ben and Jerry's ice creams and che- Uh-oh. No, Cheerios. Can't have it. Nutri-Game bars. Uh, my goodness. Not Cheerios. Cheerios can't have palm oil. I think I checked the label now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Cheerio eater. Jeez. I guess you can't eat anymore. <laughs> well, it comes down to the point of you have to know where your ingredients are coming from unless you grow them yourself. Now, when you look at this palm oil controversy on the conflict side with the... Um, uh, echo apocalypse and uh, conflict, uh, uh, palm oil conflict sites. The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that the world palm oil production for 2016-2017 will total 24.5 million tons. Uh, you think they're putting some information out there to keep you buying it? Probably. Um, so you get to, we're not trying to confuse you, just just be advised that these food scares, I kind of look at food scares sometimes like Yelp. Mm-hmm. And being a social media marketer, I tell people to stay off Yelp at all possible costs. And if you have an account up there and you didn't want it up there, you just, if you have to get a lawyer, get, a, get, get Yelp to take it down. Because Yelp has ruined more good businesses for no good reason because some competitor got on there and started running their mouth. So the same thing can happen in big business. Um, so uh, huh. we didn't talk about. Did we talk about the list of products that contain palm oil? We mentioned lipstick, but there's pizza dough, there's instant noodles, there's shampoo, ice cream, detergent, margarine, chocolate, cookies, soap, and packaged bread. Oh, by the way, Joanne, did you know that we quit using margarine 25 years ago? Yeah, because it's only uh, it's only it's only one molecule off of uh, plastic. Well, not not just that, but way back when we first heard that they were putting hydrogenated oils in it, my husband said no more. I said, what's the problem? He said, the hydrogen that they infuse into the liquid oils to to make them solids, it doesn't get metabolized by the body and it gets stuck in your liver. So liver problems can start immediately if you're eating margarine. And people were put on that scare of butter's not good for you, and we're finally waking up to the fact that it is the butter that you should be eating, not the margarine. Butter is fine, especially ghee. You have to stay away from hydrogenated oil. And again, butter in moderation, not butter. I guess Paula Dean was right. A little butter never hurt anybody. A little (laughs) butter never hurt anybody. A lot of butter, it's a problem because you're going overboard. 
French cooking, if you see what they do, the high fatty foods are not eaten in high quantities. They're balanced with salads and fruits. And they always add their butter at the end. They always add their butter at the end. Yes. And that's what uh, you're, you're discovering in your Indian cooking is to add your ghee at the end. That's what we It's so expensive to make. I think we should close out talking about glycidol and glycidol fatty acid esters. That's what's in palm oil and other substances people are concerned about. And we've talked about this on this show on several occasions. I'll have to look up the shows that we talked about it on. But uh, this is the contaminant that everybody's concerned about. They should tell them a little bit about that. Do you have those notes or do I need to? I think you have those notes. I sent them by email, but at the last minute. So this is what a contaminant that's formed during the refinement of vegetable oils and fats, all of them. It's in it's in it's in uh, monochloro, uh, it's in uh, propanol fatty acid esters, and MP NCPD fatty acid esters. Now, which foods contain this? <laughs> Anything that has refined vegetable oils and fats. So far, the highest levels are found in refined palm oil. But here's the thing: in are my estimation, again, we're not scientists, we're not, you know, medical researchers, we're not doctors. Combined with this high level of heat that everybody's concerned about, and uh, combined with (coughs) putting your food into a vat of this stuff, any kind of oil, my estimation is two things you need to be concerned about. Number one, the sugar in 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 the uh, Nutella, and number two, eating fried foods in a restaurant. Exactly. You got a better chance of getting cancer, carcinogenics, from eating fried foods in the restaurants, no matter what kind of oil they're using. So, if you take anything away from this show, take away from the fact, eat that burger hold those fries. Yeah, and watch all the, if you look at appetizers in all the restaurants, everything is fried. I have not seen too many appetizers except for... Unless you go to a Middle Eastern or an Indian restaurant. Chinese lettuce wraps are good because nothing is fried in that except the noodles, so don't eat the noodles. Yeah, now when you go to a Middle Eastern restaurant, they have a lot of appetizers that are just vegetarian and they aren't fried. But in most, most, most restaurants, especially in chain restaurants, you're going to find a lot of fried appetizers. Skip the appetizers. Hey, there's an avocado dip. There's uh, with chips. There's uh, uh, you can get there's yourself a shrimp cocktail. I don't know about the chips then. If you got an avocado dip, it's better with pita bread. There you go. But the point is that there's other things that you can choose besides that fried stuff. So if you take anything away, if you're worried about this palm oil scare and this Nutella scare, don't buy Nutella. Make your own at home without sugar. <laughs> And uh, and use your, if you use your want to have bullet. a little, if you want to have it a little sweet, then use sugar use some maple sugar. sugar. Use some use, use, some, use some organic raw honey from the local market. That's or maple syrup. Yep. But uh, and stay away from the fried foods and fast restaurants. I think it's time for our your sponsor, Shanita. Yes, our sponsor for Mrs. Cardiology is the Biophotonic Scanner. It is a no-pokey nutrition lie detector test that tells you in 
30 seconds, we measure your uh, levels of antioxidants. And the higher they are, the better health you'll be in. The lower they are, then we got to get to work and getting you back on track. And it costs only 20 bucks for Mrs. Cardiology listeners. Call 412-367-9104. Ask for Mrs. Cardiology and the No Pokey Nutrition Lie Detector Test. Well, thank you for listening. Today's show is brought to you by Sunita Panit, DBA Mrs. Cardiology. All rights reserved. You can find show notes for this and other shows for Mrs. Cardiology at mrscardiology.com. Copyright from 2013 to 2017.